Hey there, thank you so much for listening to Something Super Spiritual. My name is Jeffrey Peck, and I am a psychic medium. If you are seeking conversation with loved ones on the other side, or discussion about spirituality, life after life, and anything in between, join me as we discuss all things spirit. We are collectively experiencing a spiritual awakening right now and recognizing that we are much, much more than we once believed. We don't die and life doesn't end. We are eternal spiritual beings living in this crazy 3D virtual world of existence. Let's talk about it. Hey guys, I feel really good to be introducing today's guest to you. He is a real sweetheart of a man, and his name is Jeff Bomberger. He is an intuitive guide and an author of two books, Awakening Soul Force, A Practical Guide to Awakening the Truth Within, and Be Still and Listen, A Guide to Unlocking Your Intuition. Jeff is committed to helping people reconnect to their most fundamental spiritual selves, through providing intuitive guidance, teaching, and facilitating workshops. Jeff's workshops really look absolutely amazing. And as soon as one is in my neck of the woods, I will be first in line. So take a look at his social media on Instagram at The Bomberger and specifically look at his reels and take a look at his events and his meditations. They are really fantastic and provide you just a, a quick five minutes worth of grounding in your day. Thank you so much for being here. Welcome to Something Super Spiritual, the podcast. I'm really happy to have you here. Yeah, thanks for having me. I like the name too. <laughs> oh, thank you. So I've been following you for a while on Instagram. I love what you do. Like the events that you post, your little meditations on the reels. I mean, there's a real sense of peace and calm and healing that is just being blasted out to anybody who's watching this, right? So thank you for doing that, A. And B, why don't you kind of start from the beginning with us? What is your origin story? Where did this spirituality bubble up from? From from a child or later on? Or Yeah, well, first of all, thanks for that awesome reflection. It's always nice to hear, uh, or it's always interesting too, to hear how the work is perceived, you know, and what yeah. goes on. And yeah. uh, I just really appreciate that reflection a lot. That means it's paying off. That means yeah, yeah. Wh whatever I'm doing is working. It is, yes. <laughs> in, in especially because it's rooted in this, you know, in this spiritual practice. Yes. Uh, so I really appreciate that a lot. And um, yeah, we'll get into my, you know, spiritual Spider-Man origin story. Yes. Uh, it really did kind of, it did come about uh, pretty young. I was, I was only 12 when uh, my dad uh, suggested that we go get a psychic reading together. Uh, I was in between um, flag football games in this tournament that I was playing in, and we were just kind of killing time. And uh, there was a psychic guy down the street, and my dad, being curious, was like, hey, we should go check this out. And uh, I always say that I feel like that's really where the intrigue began and started. Um, the woman that read for me told me that when I looked at myself in the mirror, I saw myself as a Ram, like the, the Rams. I don't remember if they were in LA still at the time or if they were already in St. Louis, but so I saw a pro football player, but I was going to grow up to be a healer. And I thought that that was a, I didn't know what a healer was at the oh, time. Oh, she at told 12. you that. She told you yeah. you're going to be a healer. Yeah. 
Um, and it really was, I kind of joked that it took me until just maybe like a couple years ago to figure that out, <laughs> what she <laughs> meant by that. Uh, even though the journey began a long time ago. Um, yeah, so I was really lucky. My, my parents were very open-minded. They were into, um, you know, I would call it like personal development. They were interested in psychic stuff. They were really into John Edward and his work, yep. uh, the medium John Edward. Yep. So I grew up, you know, I watched him on TV. Um, and it was, in fact, it was one of his meditation tapes. That was the first experience I had with guides, um, where I meditated, met my guides, did that whole thing. And that was really my first experience. And I was, I was in high school at the time I was a high school football player. And I found that that practice of meditating and talking to guidance, um, helped me when I was stressed or when I was confused. And even though I didn't rely on it as much as I probably could have. It yeah. was still an interesting introduction. And I always say that that was really the beginning. And then uh, as I went off to college and stuff, I really dove deep into philosophy and began really my own pursuits. And it really just evolved from there. But I kind of been channeling my own stuff since since high school, since late my uh, junior, senior year, um, wow. doing channeling for myself. So uh, that's the beginning. And then that kind of, that kind of what brought us to this, to where we are now about, uh, yeah. yeah. So, so what are the synchronicities that led you from, from then to probably, you know, muggle jobs to, you know, where you are now doing this mm -hmm. all over the country? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, it's been, it's been an evolution. It's been a journey. I think the one thing for me that, uh, I actually really appreciate about the path as it has unfolded for me is that this spiritual pursuit was my private secret practice. Mm -hmm. There wasn't a lot of people that knew about it, that understood it, you know, very few close friends that knew, especially like in high school or college. Right. Sure. Um, so yeah, it's interesting because it really was my anchor through, uh, you know, leaving college football to become a personal trainer. And I worked in fitness for uh, over 10 years. I'd worked as a personal trainer. I was a fitness manager. I did my own thing, but I also worked in corporate fitness. So I ran, you know, fitness departments for a couple of different corporations. Uh, kind of loved the service aspect of it. I loved the fitness part of it. But also at a certain point, I kind of got restless and bored and yeah. thought there was something more. And so I kind of started to shift gears, got into more creativity, uh, expressing and exploring that. So I really got uh, into filmmaking. I got behind the camera. I started producing digital content for nonprofits and political campaigns mostly. So still kind of a service oriented bent to the creative work I was doing. Mm -hmm. and all in the background while we're doing this, you know, whether it's fitness or, you know, working with a political campaign or, you know, doing the nonprofit stuff that I was doing. Uh, in the background was my spiritual practice, constantly kind of rearing its head, guiding me, popping in and out when I would listen. Yes. And uh, in 2017 was kind of the big, I always say this is a big moment because I had a shamanic drum journey experience where I met a whole new set of guides and they literally, uh, I mean, I, I can't put it any other way. I feel like I touched that unconditional loving awareness yes. that is God and the true essence of who we are. Yes. And, uh, and these guys just said, Hey, here's the tools we've given you. Here's how you can use them and start to basically do what you do for yourself. Start to share that with other people, show them how they can do this for themselves. And, uh, and that's when I first realized, Oh, I can actually, I can actually channel or 
get information for other people as well. Yeah. And that began this journey of, you know, getting into the readings and uh, sharing the meditation practices, writing a couple books. And, and it's just really been a, me trying to help others uh, recognize that they have this power and potential in themselves and that there's a practical use to it, that it's not just a woo-woo. Totally. You know, that the guidance actually can impact our day-to-day living. And that's kind of the essence of what I'm hoping to share and what I try to welcome people into is like this can take five minutes in a day mm-hmm. and tap into that inspiration and try to get some clarity for yourself and then go act on it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Did you ever think of yourself then as psychic as you were channeling for yourself and, and like, did that ever come up? Did friends ever ask you for readings or anything like that as you were growing up? Well, the interesting thing is, you know, my, my dad and my mom used to kind of play psychic games with my sister and I, when we were younger. So I'm in high school and that's so cool. That is amazing. Yeah, it was really cool. And my sister was very, I would say my sister, I would consider my sister psychic back then. Like when I looked at her and what she was doing, I was like, she's totally psychic Mm -hmm. for me. I was like, eh, I don't know. Maybe I just got kind of lucky. Maybe I'm just kind of, you know, I have a good a good ability to deduce what's going on. I made excuses or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I did have lots of dreams, but even then I would have dreams about stuff that was going on collectively and I still would never consider them psychic. It honestly wasn't even until a few years ago, I'd already been doing this work. I'd been doing tarot readings. I'd been channeling for people. And I still was like, had a hard time saying oh, I'm psychic Yes. or or calling it that, you know? Yes. And uh, so to answer your question, no, not even until recently was I, would I say, Oh, I'm psychic. I just kind of feel like, Oh, I'm intuitive. I can sense things. I understand people. I can feel what they're going through. I can feel their emotions or mm-hmm. I'm really good at breaking down what they're trying to say when they're communicating. Um, right. But the deeper this work goes, the more I realize, Oh, you're just like, you're kind of just channeling their energy. Yeah. Yep. Completely. You know, or something like that. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Absolutely. It totally does. Because when I got started with the mediumship, when that started to open up for me in 2007 ish, Mm-hmm. I would have these spontaneous experiences as I'm giving people Reiki treatments mm-hmm. and I would sense their loved ones around and, 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 mm-hmm. and then ended up feeling like I need finally started to have to say something. And I would, and after all of these experiences, I still had a hard time believing I was a medium. And I would, I mean, even up until like, even like six years ago, I was like, you know, maybe I'm just a really good guesser. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. But totally. yeah, so I, I absolutely get it. It's an interesting journey. And I think maybe some of it is like some of the baggage culturally mm-hmm. that comes with the concept of psychic or oh, even yeah. medium. You know, I don't do mediumship. I know you, know, I know you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that probably has its own, uh, its own sort of uh, cultural and intellectual baggage religious, whatever it is. Uh, and I think that might be part of it too. Like there's something ingrained in us. It's like, I don't think I'm supposed to say that that's what I doing, I agree. You know, I think yeah. psychic can be a loaded word. Mm-hmm. I think that it, it comes with its own preconceived set of expectations, you know, like a lot of people think coming to a psychic, they want to know their future, you know, tell me what am I going to meet my soulmate? When am I going to meet my soulmate? Am I going to get this job? Am I going to move? When am I going to move? You know, it's like, and that's not the point. (laughs) You know, it's not the point. So what do you think? Well, yeah, I was going to ask you, I'd be curious to hear your point of view too. um, What you feel is the point 
of this work. And, and I don't know if you want to share first and I'll follow up. Okay. But. I believe that we all come with our challenges, our struggles, whether it be in all of those main life departments, financially, relationship, love, work, um, you know, uh, family, you know, the, the, all of the, the big things that we're fated to and the traumas that we work through and how it's affecting us today. And when somebody comes to a psychic, they're able to tap into that deep-seated trauma, so to speak, and offer them tools to be able to move through it, feel through it. Um, and, and in doing so, by tapping into that, it can, uh, sh the psychic can feel where that will lead them, you know, not so much to your, you know, dream house or next um, love of your life, but, but maybe, you know, if you're really struggling in the relationship arena because of some childhood trauma that you picked up from your parents and you are struggling with, you know, codependence or, or uh, abuse or, or whatever, you know, um, right. I, I think that the, the the psychic readings are really about tapping into who you are and where you are and why you're there and then helping you move through with the how and the why and the what can what how you can grow and bloom from there. Yeah, that sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I think there's a lot of parallel. I think we we see it very similarly. Um you know, I feel like there's a, I share your sort of um, the stereotypical conception of going to see a psychic is like, tell me my future. Mm -hmm. And I really try to drive home and the work that I do that if you're getting a reading with me, that it's really about, we're doing this to understand what's the spiritual growth that's right in front of us right now. Yes. And like, that was just the, that was just how I started to digest the process. I didn't channel. Well, I didn't channel with any intention early on. It's some, and sometimes the stuff just wanted to come through, right? It was just yeah. information that wanted to come in and perspective that wanted to be dropped on right in front of me. But as that became an intentional process, as I got older and more like refined with the process, then it really was, what do I need to know today for my highest good? Mm -hmm. That's just a really super simple question. But uh, that, that to me really is the purpose or the function of this ability is to help us grow like you said, to figure out what's coming up, what's there, and then how do we move through it? Why do we move through it? And like, what are the lessons and the growth that comes of it? And I think in that way, it's so fulfilling and so rewarding. It's not quite as destination-based as people would want it to be. Like, yes. like you said, the lover or the new house or the dream job, mm -hmm. it's process-based and process-oriented. But to me, that's like, that's where all the fun is because <laughs> yeah. you get somewhere and the reality is you want to, there's something else on the other side of it. You know? Well, that's just it. After <laughs> we get through and move through all of this work, we're completely different people and we might not even want what we thought we once needed, you know? Right. Because we're different. Yeah. And that's a big thing. And I think that might be one of the things that can sometimes be very confronting for people when you do approach the work in that way, it's because, I mean, I could just, I could tell you that it's going to, it's going to change you, right? Mm -hmm. If, if you ask that question, if that's your spiritual practice, what do I need to know today for my highest spiritual good? You're, you're probably not going to get all those uh, external answers. It's not yeah. going to really be about the job or the house or the partner or whatever. It's really going to be about your relationship to 
yourself mm-hmm. to others, your mm-hmm. relationship to power, to love, you know, it's like, those are like really, those are energetic themes that I feel like the soul comes to work with and, and work on. And Completely. Um, yeah, the ripple effect of addressing those things, like you were pointing out, yeah, that could lead to your dream job or it could lead to the dream house. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately in that process, you might decide that maybe that's not going to serve you anymore because mm-hmm. you enjoy the uh, the freedom of not being worried about those things. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's fascinating and it's beautiful to watch all of this unfold with mm-hmm. our clients. You know, we, you and I work differently, but the same. Mm-hmm. Um, with like some things that happen with, within my readings, I get the, the um, family members that have passed over. And quite often, you know, there's generational behavioral patterns from the great greats to the great, to the grands, to the parents, to their children, to their children, you know, and, and it could be, you know, anything from addiction, right? Addiction, um, um, uh, abuse, maybe, you know, travels through the generations. And often the person sitting across from me, their loved ones on the other side are acknowledging how they were to them in life. And, you know, more, more often than not apologizing, you know, I'm so, so sorry. And then acknowledging their own personal work in this life, recognizing them that, that all of this family pattern, it stops with you. And this is amazing because of their own personal work and their own journey. Right. And, and it's just, it's so beautiful to watch. And be part of yeah. it's an honor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I use that same word. I always say that it's a privilege and an honor to mm-hmm. help transmit the information that helps people in this work. Because, yeah, at the end of the day, I think the way my readings end up working are you're bringing through, like you tend to, it sounds like bring through people who have crossed over, who are help shedding some light on the journey. And it just, my stuff comes in like very specifically for the person. You know, and so it's like where you might get some guidance from ancestors or people who have crossed saying, Hey, this is what's in front of you. It's like the guidance that comes in for me is like, This is how you work through it. This is how you show up. This is the lesson you're learning from this, all to the same ends that you're talking about. Of we're, we're recalibrating, you know, the patterning, we're recalibrating our energy system mm-hmm. and our thoughts and our actions to be more aligned with something that's loving and whole, you know? Yes, completely much more healthy yeah mm-hmm. balance mm-hmm. balance just comes up so much <laughs> in the work all the time me. i mean yeah for me at least you know 59 times a minute <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a lot <laughs> i have those days i gotta say <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so your books tell us about your books yeah. So um, a couple of books, I wrote a book uh, called Awakening Soul Force, a practical guide to awakening the truth within. And this book really is, uh, was like a massive download of my journey. It's a, a mix of the personal stories, my own personal journey with spirituality. And really the intention was to just give my experiences. I'm really, it's really important to me that I speak from that perspective that I'm, I'm just sharing my experience and I'm just sharing in the hopes that something that I did here that worked for me might work for you, or it might inspire you or a direction to take 
that can then propel you on your journey. So it's, it's really a mix of like my personal stories mixed with how a lot of different, like little spiritual practices that became, you know, crucial to my journey uh, worked and helped and what they did and how they got me to a certain place and then what evolved out of that. So um, it's very much a very uh, kind of a practical reflection, you know, it's like mm-hmm. my life and these, this journey and then, and, and then offering up some, you know, some, uh, some food for thought and reflections and exercises and practices that you could try and say, see what happens because, you know, at the end of the day, we can talk till we're blue in the face about meditation or psychic ability or channeling or energy healing or all that stuff. But until you have like a direct experience with it, it doesn't, I don't want to make it reduce it to this, but it's like, it doesn't really mean much. <laughs> to us. It's not, it's not real. It's not tangible. It's not lived. And I think that's a really important piece of what I was trying to convey with that book and trying to invite people into the journey. Mm-hmm. You know, don't believe stuff, like try it out. And if you have this transcendent experience, awesome. Where does that take you? You know what I mean? Yes. I love that. I love that. It's, it's um, like the, uh, the Buddha quote, whatever Buddha said, you know, take what resonates and leave the rest. Yeah. Yeah. Because not everything is for everybody. And we're all, we all have different backgrounds and experiences and things that work for us. So yeah, for any one person to say, I got all the answers for everybody. It just, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't pan out that way. Mm -mm. (laughs) It's just not how it works. (laughs) (laughs) And even when like, and and I think I've come to understand that even more in my readings, it's like the way that I read, I tend to get a specific kind of information. It's very emotional. It's very energetic. Sometimes I get very clear psychic hits about physically what's happening mm-hmm. or like seeing something like a, something that might be kind of a timing landmark or something that lets somebody know where they're at on their journey. Yep. But at the end of the day, I'm getting stuff that's, I'm more kind of like swimming in the vibe of what's going on with the person and other people are very different. I've read with people, I've had people read me that are just like nailing, like exactly what's going on in a very real sense. Um, everybody has a different offering. Everybody yeah. has a different gift, Yep. you know? Yeah, it's all, everybody works just a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. I think that's really, I think that's really amazing given the the spiritual senses and how, you know, they are what they are, but we all experience them just a little bit differently. And yeah. through those differences, we have these different offerings and different services in, way, in ways to help heal and connect and inspire and uplift, you know, so many different ways. It's awesome. Yeah, and it's it's fun for me too because uh, because of at least the call that I've answered and what came through to me when I started this work, I was I was told that I was going to get a lot of people who are healing types and they're they're practitioners or budding practitioners. So to your point, talk about like this beautiful uh, mosaic of offerings, you know, that exist. I, I actually get to experience in a lot of ways. Oh, this is this person's unique expression of these gifts, you know, yeah. and. To your, you know what you're saying. It really is. It really is a beautiful thing, and and that's why it's so much our own work, you know, to get in there. And like I said, this first book is like, well, try this stuff out, and figure out where it leads you, and hopefully, it leads you to something. Actually, it should lead you to something that looks different than what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's definitely the goal. It should look like what you know what you express exactly. What your unique shade of all these colors are, you know. Mm-hmm. And what's the name of the book again? Uh, Awakening Soul Force. Awakening Soul Force. Okay. Yeah. And your next book. Yeah, the next book is Be Still and Listen. 
And uh, Be Still and Listen is a, a guide to unlocking our intuition. And this was a, this one's a lot more like a guidebook. It's kind of more straight to the point. But it was definitely, uh, it came about through being so then engrossed in the work. Like mm-hmm. once I started to take the first book out on the road and I was doing the expos and traveling and doing workshops, it was just like so clear. Um, there was something clear about uh, filling a need like breaking this information down in a really digestible way. So it's pretty short. It's only like 130 pages, mm-hmm. but it kind of gets right to it. It's like, we're our own unique channel for loving awareness. And the way that we are that is that we have these intuitive senses and that connects us to this expanded dimension of consciousness and loving awareness. And we use these senses now to bring information through to help steer us again to our own truth, to our own expression, mm-hmm. whatever unique, whatever that uniquely looks like. Um, that's the function of these senses, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that one just gets, it's a lot less personal story, a lot less personal journey and kind of straight to the point. It's like a little handbook for intuitive senses, how they work and then using meditation and stillness to access those, uh, those dimensions of awareness. And where can the listeners find these books? Yeah, you can find them both on Amazon. Okay. Uh, you can find them on Amazon. You can also order them out if you go to, uh, my website, jeffbobberger.com you'll find the links to the books there okay um yeah awesome. and they're available on audible too which is nice um oh, did you it record seems like it? a lot of people i did yeah you did it was my least favorite part of the process <laughs> i was just gonna ask how, how to be honest for you <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny i i i've done so many different things you get used to the creative process you get used to like some of the the stumbling and the frustration that comes with refining something. Right. But man, I got to tell you, like writing the book, editing the book, like no problem. Like it's fine. Let's just comb through it. Let's make it work (laughs) for whatever reason. There's something about reading your own words and hearing your own voice, like ad nauseum that I was like, you know, I'm so tired of myself. Yeah. I just, (laughs) I don't want to hear me. I don't want to like, it's so self-indulgent and, uh, I like myself, but maybe not that much to be totally <laughs> <Right>. engrossed uh, <laughs> in that process. It's it was a challenge, but you know, cool. What what is what is this journey without a little True. little hiccup there here yeah. and there, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, as you're making your way, mm-hmm. what challenged you? What what did you find was a struggle as you were getting to know your spiritual self? Your loving awareness, your guides, your. That's a really good question. Um, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is like, is just trusting. Like, and I'm sure everybody that gets involved in this work, but maybe every, maybe everybody out there has, has something around just learning to trust themselves, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> but that, that for sure was a big thing and trusting the process and trusting that it's real or or trusting the information that you get and trusting that if you follow that, it's going to lead you to something that helps you grow and develop. Um, the trusting is big listening. I mean, I wrote a book called be still and listen. They say that you teach the, what you need to, le- to learn the most. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I, I want to like emphasize that this is, <laughs> I feel like part of this journey and these books have come from the struggle was to, I think in a way to like maintain the path. And to maintain the connection, I lost the connection at a certain point to, to a certain degree. You know, I, spirituality was a part of my life from very young, like I was talking about. And there was a phase of life where I'd gotten married and it was a rough relationship for me. It was pretty toxic. And 
um, uh, it got to the point where my, my sure, my sure fast connection was always my dream life. Yes. I always had dreams that would bring through reflections and insights. And like, I got to a point where I wasn't dreaming as much, you know, Mm -hmm. um, that kind of thing. And, and, you know, my focus and attention was just elsewhere. And those nights and those days would roar forward where like stuff wanted to get channeled out and stuff. But, um, yeah, I'd fallen out of the practice and I, I kind of got pulled off and yeah. And I guess in some ways, you know, did they kind of acting in ways that were just didn't, they weren't in alignment. Yeah. And so getting back on that horse, you know, and, and I think really committing to that was a big turning point and a big moment for me. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I think, I think staying on the path is probably one of the hardest things in, in this modern life and in this modern world too, it's pretty easy to get distracted and consumed completely. Yeah. And sometimes not by, and not, sometimes it's not really our fault. Like there's just fundamental systemic things that make things more challenging than they need to be, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> yes. I go off on a whole tangent there, but it's like, <laughs> there's a, there's a, but there is a lot there, you know, there's a lot to, uh, the kind of lifestyle that we've cultivated as a culture and expectations, but also, like I said, just like systemically, do we, do we have the time? Yeah. to pursue these things are we afforded that um i think it's a right our spiritual realization i think is a right it's like i don't know god put us here agreed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know um i feel like if nothing else that's the first thing that should should be on the table is everybody has is entitled to their self-realization but we put up a lot of blockades i think and distractions that can uh, deter us from that when you were younger were you was was your family affiliated with any certain religion or um was that a factor in your growing up it was a little bit both my parents went to catholic school they went to catholic high schools um i was i was baptized i did ccd and catechism uh but it wasn't it wasn't really it wasn't really hardcore Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. there was always so much curiosity and openness yeah it sounds like it so i'm very i'm very lucky in that way but still there's mm-hmm. still those things that you start to first get into it. You're, I do my first auto writing session. And I'm like, am I going to go to hell because oh. of this? You know what I mean? Like there's still yes. that little thought in your head. Yep. <laughs> is this okay? Am I allowed to do this? I know. Or is this I know. the devil? I'm not sure. <laughs> it's that do program that's just been <laughs> imprinted in us, you know? Mm-hmm. With regard to your events, mm-hmm. your events just look awesome to me. I mean, oh, they thanks. just look, they just look fabulous. Um, explain what your events are like. Sure. Yeah. I mean, in, in a way, like the, the formula or the, yeah, the runner show, it, when it's boiled down is to trying to create a space for people to have their own experience. So if I was going to distill it down to one thing, because again, I mentioned this earlier, it's like, we can never, no one can ever take away those direct experiences. So if you get quiet, you do a, a shamanic drum journey or, you know, you do a meditation experience or you facilitate a healing session and they feel the movement of energy yeah. or the release of tension, you can't take that away from somebody, you know, that can't be re- removed from us. So uh, my intention is always to help create an experience for people when they come so that they walk away. And it could be, it could be something as simple as like coming and saying, wow, I came in kind of stressed and a little bit restless. And now I just feel like I feel clear and I feel relaxed. Yeah. And sometimes that's the, that's a huge win, you know, huge. Mm-hmm. And 
sometimes people come and have really, you know, they have powerful experiences. They, they get a download or something, you know, they touch something within themselves that helps expand their awareness or helps give them some clarity. And, and those are obviously uh, really great as well. Those are awesome. Yeah. Those mystical experiences that, that just yeah. kind of stop you in your tracks just kind yeah. of like take your breath away and you're speechless. Like what just happened? <laughs> those yeah. are amazing. I love those. I was going to, I'd be curious what the, for you, what have, what's maybe one of the most powerful ones you've had in that regard? Um. Oh my gosh. You know, spirituality for me was never really a thing early on. Um, it happened in 2006 when I became attuned to Reiki. And oh, cool. I did it for my mother because of her, her lifelong physical pain, you know? Mm-hmm. So what I didn't, what I didn't realize was the, the, like the, the side effect for me was the ignition of the spiritual senses. Oh yeah. And I just, I mean, boom, wide open. And, and I didn't know what was happening. I thought I was, I mean, there were moments where I thought, am I just losing my mind? Because this, yeah. this, I don't know where this is coming from. And I was seeing visions and um, beings and feeling them. I'm feeling on the outside, you know, and, right. and these, these words and, and uh, blocks of information would just like all of a sudden happen in my head mm-hmm. and trying to understand and gauge what all that meant. Um, right around the same time, I was. I had seen something about spirit guides somewhere and I thought, huh, we have spirit guides. That's cool. I mean, I've heard about them, but I mean, I'm starting to really like tap in and and recognize the truth in this, right? So Mm -hmm. I was out running one day. I sat on top of this little big rock, great big rock. And I just decided to sit there and meditate with the intention of meeting my spirit guide or guides. You know, I, I just didn't know. Right. And prior to this, I would talk to them. I would talk to him, them, they, whatever. Uh, I, I didn't know their pronouns at the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I talked to them like, like, here we are, you know, uh, this is, we're on an adventure together. This is great. When am I going to meet you? You know? So on top of this rock this one day, I'm sitting there and eyes closed. And and it was like, <sighs> I mean, if you, you feel it, you know, you just feel this expansion. Mm-hmm. and in in my spiritual sight, it was like I was, was looking at this this great big hill in front of me. And around the side of the hill was this path. And here comes this man walking up from around the back of that hill towards me. Mm-hmm. And he's dressed in like safari wear, what, you're, what mm-hmm. your safari guide would wear in Africa. Mm-hmm. And, and so he starts talking to me and he starts telling me things about who I am and why I'm here. And the people that we can affect and help and heal and, and touch. And, mm-hmm. and um, so we get through all this, this conversation. And at the very end, I'm like, okay, this is really great. Oh, he, he said, I asked him, what's your name? And he, the, he said something like, and I was like, can I just call you MJ? Yeah. <laughs> he was like, That's fine. <laughs> right. Yeah. That happens. <laughs> so at the very end, it does. At the very end, I said, I have one more question. I said, why are you wearing those clothes? Uh-huh. He said, you're the one that said we were on an adventure. And I was like, uh-huh. 
<laughs> I <What>? like that. <laughs> That's cool. Oh my gosh. I yeah. love that. Oh, so that was, that was a, I came out of that. Like, you know, when you come out of those moments and you're just kind of a little dizzy and you're like, what, what just happened? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I got, I got like, uh, I get like the spirit chills, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. as you were telling that, that resonated as the kind of, <laughs> the kind of thing that comes through, Yeah. you know? Yeah. I love that. I love your story. And I love that little bit at the end too, about <clears throat> the clothing, because to me, the most powerful experiences, and this is always, I think I could tell, tell sign when we've tapped into something truly like mystical and expansive is when you have those little moments and experiences where something comes out of left field like that, where you know that your imagination wouldn't have gone there because yeah. you're not that clever. Totally. totally. <laughs> at least I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> no, so I, I don't want to speak for you, <laughs> no. but, uh, I've always thought that's like, oh man, like that happened a lot when I do the drum journeys, you know, but I love when something comes in, like some, some, just from that perspective, it makes you go, oh my God, that, okay, this is something else. Cause I wasn't going to go there. Uh, I, I feel like that's such a great telltale sign that you've tapped into some intelligence that's mm-hmm. beyond our limited perspective, you Completely. know, it's cool. That was and, really cool. And uh, like a, a sense of humor, you know, like, uh, yeah. like, Totally. Not taking things so seriously, which mm-hmm. we certainly can, you know. <laughs> of course. So yeah. yeah, that that was very cool. I love that. Thanks for sharing that. That's a that's a great experience. I love the way it came about and the way you describe it too. It feels very resonant. Like, yeah, that's the way they happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I imagine, I imagine people experience things like that in your events. Yeah, I feel like I feel like uh the, the feedback is always pretty positive. There's always somebody there that you know, reaches out afterwards if they're not ready yet to talk yeah. about it the day of. But yeah, it it is always really interesting. You know, every group is different, which is always in a unique thing that I find. Um, cause some of the events are different. Some are a little more like circles, you know, like tight, intimate circles and uh, a closed space. Um, and then we get the opportunity to do stuff. Like my friend Amanda hosts these ones at her, her place in Topanga and they're outside and she has that beautiful this beautiful outdoor pool and a rock garden area where we do things. And, uh, and those, those events are very different. Those are more like day long retreats and stuff, but Mm -hmm. talk about doing the deep dive. And I feel like those are at this point seem to be the most profound because it's like you spend the whole day in that space. Yes. And it just, it feels like it goes deeper and deeper and deeper as the day goes on. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they can be really, they can be really powerful and yeah, they're just, they're always different. The groups always feel different, you know, depending yeah. on who's there and what comes up is different. It's a very fascinating thing to be a part of. And it's really an honor to facilitate again. Oh, you get to see yeah. all of, all the faces, you know, of, mm-hmm. of this work. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that's beautiful. I, I mean, I, I yeah. love I love having those experiences. And as a as a participant, yeah, you know, it it is so awesome to be with a big group of people like that. Because when you're yeah. all in it with the same intention, it just yeah. like strengthens the the power, right? You know, and yeah. when you're all meditating totally. with the same, oh yeah, it's oh it's magical, it's mystical, it's it is. Like, it gives me chili bumps talking about it. It's just I know awesome. I got it too. <laughs> I got it too. It's all the M's: magical, mystical, yeah, yeah, magnificent, yeah. It's yeah. just uh, it is really cool, and there's something about that, and yeah, you feel it. I feel it. Mm-hmm. If you're sensitive to energy. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the people that come to those events are, but man, yeah, you can feel it when everybody's kind of dialed in. Yeah. Oh, completely. And, uh, 
I mean, it just, and I think that's up. why this last one really worked, you know, because I feel like the Kundalini really opened people up mm-hmm. and then we got into the, mine, mine was like an intuitive offering, like a workshop. And I did a couple of readings, but then had them do their own meditation and, and like seeking yeah. within themselves. And I think that was really powerful. And then to like the sound bath process, you know, and like let that simmer. So I just, that's why I said, I feel like the offerings in that last one that we did in, in the beginning of August was like the perfect, it hit just the right chords, the right yeah. notes throughout the day. And um, yeah, like I said, hopefully we can find ways to replicate that kind of experience. It's just that that particular one, it's a, uh, you know, it's just a lot to organize. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, sound baths are one of my favorite things too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do that again. I'll be there. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. You'll be the first on the list. When I lived in, in Phoenix um, and I lived there on and off for 27 years. So mm-hmm. I, when, when everything started to bubble up for me in 2006, I mean, I was at Sedona once a month, you know, I bet. Pl- planting myself in one of those vortexes. And, and mm-hmm. really that's, and I have a, a ton of more of mystical stories, you know, like I just told you just by sitting in Sedona <laughs> and yeah, uh, just a whole lot of that surreal energy downloads, I guess, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and also learning, really learning about the energy, you know, and, and what it feels like and, and the differences, you know, the little nuances. Yeah. And mm-hmm. how often do you do your events? Are they, are, are they monthly or are they quarterly or are you doing them all the time? I know you're mm-hmm. taking a break right now. Yeah, they've been, they, they were all the time for a lot of the year as like, kind of, as they came up, mm-hmm. um, kind of redirect, you know, trying to figure out the right balance of that. Now it was a very, it was a very action oriented year. I would say, you know, like there was a lot of activity. There was a lot of events, I feel it. I can feel it winding down. You were just talking about paying attention to those subtle things and the nuance of like working with energy. And around July, I could tell things were shifting gears. And I feel like I'm entering that phase now of like things are kind of shifting a little bit, recalibrating. I definitely needed a little bit of a rest uh, and a break because it can be tiring. And I'd be curious actually for from your perspective too. Like I've noticed, I feel like the more the work is done, the more sensitive become to the nuanced things oh for sure so like that also has been it's been at a certain level for a while and i'm like okay i need to take a break because i'm like really feeling it mm-hmm. when i do these readings they become like immersive experiences at this point mm-hmm. um i feel like early on they were more you know you get these hits and things come in um kind of like to help direct attention but i feel like more and more lately they've been more immersive and so that also tends to be a lot more uh, just more talk, more exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. In a way. Training. Yeah. Completely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you guys, I had a reading with Jeff. Jeff did a reading for me uh, a couple weeks ago, I think. And yeah. I love your process. Oh, thanks. And, and you were just so like, you hit where you needed to hit. Let's, let's say that, you know what I'm saying? I, because I wasn't yeah. quite sure. I didn't really have any places that I felt needed addressing, you know, but, right. but there's always um, room for clarity, you know, a little bit of clarity wherever is needed and the best and highest good. And, and you sure. absolutely just, you just hit it. And it was just really, really beautiful. Oh, so cool. you guys, I want you to, you know, take a look at Jeff at his website, jeffbomberger.com and take a look at his work because he's awesome. I appreciate that, man. Thank you. You're welcome. It's nice to hear that reflection. Yeah. I want to ask you something and I may or may not use this. Okay. What is your take on energetically where we are, humanity, 
um, where what's happening synchronistically. What do you? What's your take on all this? Oh, that's a that's a good big. It is question. big. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, we should have done a whole podcast on that question. Ah. Um, <laughs> uh, where I feel like we are at, I do feel like we are definitely in a time of. We're always in a time of choosing. Mm-hmm. Like we always have that opportunity, right, to choose a path. Um, as someone who I'll use my own personal experience. And I feel like this was really relevant for like, where we're at. I, I had to kind of extract myself from a very toxic dynamic and that's, and more than once. So I'm not going to say that it was just one thing, but, <clears throat> uh, pretty much I've, I found along my path quite often. I've shown up in areas where I'm like trying to fight the good fight, you know, like we're trying to do it with, with integrity and we're trying to do it honest and we're mm-hmm. trying to do it without harming people or lying and cheating and stealing. And if that's your intention, you know, that comes up to it, that comes to a head with a culture that actually kind of, uh, in a way celebrates it. It rewards it for sure. But we always, but we always have a choice. And so I just think that part of what's going on right now is it's like, sometimes when we're in situations, we can get very complacent, right? We can, and we like, not only does biology like homeostasis, but we like it, I think, psychologically, we like to cruise and to kind of chill. And I think things are becoming so in our face that it's hard to deny it. So if we looked at just what goes on collectively, more like a person, it's like that, that time in a relationship or a dynamic, when you realize, oh, oh, this, this is really not good. And I think that I probably need to start figuring a way to either push back or get out of this, you yes. know, and fix it. I think collectively what's happening is things are just ramping up so intensely. Um, I think there's a lot of really good natured people who are just kind of, cru- who are just kind of cruising, you know, mm-hmm. I think we're all there at some level. There's a level of apathy that we yep. all have for whatever pick, pick your social collective issue. Yes. But I, I do think there's a lot of, uh, like, there's a lot of apathy, apathy and cruising about the state of things. And I think we're all, it's the, the, the heat is being turned up to help us realize, Hey, you're going to have to, you're going to have to take some action on these things to flip the script. Yeah. We, we need people to be willing to grab the ball and run towards the end zone, but towards that end zone that brings us closer to harmony and sustainability and, you know, peace and cooperation. And that's kind of, to me, I think that's where we're at. We're being, I think it's in a lot of ways, it's an activation. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a way to, to, to ask us to step up. Cause if we don't, well, we know what the, the result is. It's going to be a rough, it'll be a rough go. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Activation. That I like that. That resonates. Yeah. People got to participate. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. it's like, um, you know, I had somebody ask me once if we come into this world in this lifetime and we have a plan for you know our soul created this plan this soul contract for for whatever it is we need you know we want to learn our soul needs us to learn grow expand um uh, the challenges that we face whether it be physical challenges illnesses or whatever right um somebody asked me once well why even pray if everything is kind of just as it is and this is the way it's written out and you know why, why, why bother? Mm-hmm. You know, the whole point is, is to participate in your life. 
and yeah, a good way to make it. the right choices. You know, the choices for our souls, the cho- mm-hmm. choices for our souls as a collective together, you know, yeah. and it, it's like, um, so, so I say that because it goes it like, a okay, so I'm getting ready to direct it to Lynn McTaggart, the intention experiment. Have you ever mm-hmm. seen mm-hmm. that book or heard of her? No. So she did this intention experiment where um, she had thousands of people all the way around the world focusing on this one intention. And Mm -hmm. and it it may have been peace. It may have been um, love, you know, something something like that. But thousands of people around the globe. And scientifically, they were able to pinpoint how... this is completely like, uh, um, I sound like I'm talking out my butt right now, but because uh, I haven't read the book for so long, but they oh, yeah. were able to pinpoint how crime went down in the in mm. that hour, in whatever oh, city that she was talking about, mm-hmm. and how the, the collective, by focusing together in meditation, mm-hmm. you know, William Rand does this with the Reiki intent or the Reiki experiments, you know, where he, oh, cool. people all around the world sit together and they, they, they blast Reiki for whatever intention it is for that day or that quarterly session. But it, yeah, but so yeah. Um, my point is we can all make a difference if we yeah. participate and work totally. together, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, it's at least in what I, what I uh, try to share in the work is like, I recognize part of what the spiritual side of it, the spiritual work is, is really about planting seeds mm-hmm. that will, take you know that will grow and harvest who knows how long depends on who 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 plants the seed and who cultivates it right mm-hmm. if it's five five months five years or 50 years or five generations from now i think it all pays off you know um i'm very much a student of nonviolence and uh and like gandhi and nonviolence and one of the one of the principles in nonviolence or not even a principle but it's, it's um that nonviolence doesn't always work but it always works and in that, yes. if we don't engage in dehumanizing another, you know, and we we hold that space, yeah, we might not win the battle in the moment, but the thing is, we didn't. We're not degrading humanity, and that's always in the in the long run a win. And I feel like that's a little bit of what we can do to make a difference. Is yeah, we 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 do our work, we go on our journey, we get in touch with our our true authentic selves. And the thing mm-hmm. is that I I feel like. You know, I worked, I did a lot of political stuff and that's a very kind of outside in way of trying to wrangle stuff. But what I think is beautiful about this work is I'm so confident in loving awareness that if everybody just like slows down and goes there, I already know where we're going to end up. Yeah. <laughs> so I try, I actually trust, I try, I have faith that much in like loving awareness and loving consciousness that if we just take that time, that eventually we will get to that place where we're like, oh yeah, of course we're all connected. Mm-hmm. Of course we have to take care of the land. Of course I will not use violence to solve my problems because I understand that you're the same as me. Yes. You know, so like instead of telling people those concepts, I think what's cool about this path is like we can really go in their journey to get to that understanding. And when we do that, that's when the real shifts happen because then the the, the rest of it kind of follows. You know what I mean? Totally. Mm-hmm. The, the laws or the the agreements that we make, the way that we organize and congregate and relate and collaborate, all that fundamentally shifts when we're all coming from a place of like, okay, well, I know my true worth and value, 
<laughs> as, as a, an expression of the divine. And I, uh, I also know I have something to contribute here and so do you. So let's figure out how we do that, you know? Yeah. Um, and that shifts everything. So we all have a role to play in it for sure. And there's no role too small. Agreed. Uh, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, we've been talking for almost an hour now. Thank you so much nice. for being here with me. Do you have any last words of wisdoms you like to impart on our listeners? Ooh, good question. Another good question. Bring it, bring it home to heavy hitters at the end. <laughs> um, there's this, okay. Yeah. There's this really great, this really great uh, Alan Watts uh, clip that I love. Um, and he talks about how you can't convince somebody to just throw away their beliefs. Right. And in the example he uses, he talks about if someone believes that the world is flat, you can't tell them that it's not. They're, they're going to tell you, well, look, I look out there. I look out in the world and I see that it's flat. And you can't tell me that otherwise. And his remedy to that is say, okay, great. Instead of arguing with him, say, okay, well, let's go find the edge. And I think that that is such a cool, just tight little uh, analogy for like what this journey is all about in terms of our spiritual understandings, our growth and our truth. It's like, let's let's get outside of beliefs let's just stop taking whatever as a belief and saying that we just believe things and like get that, get out there in life and have experiences and walk this path and allow your understandings and your wisdom to come from those direct experiences. And that way that they're rooted and grounded in something like here and now and present and in this body, you know, we, we have this body for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of, I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of it. We pine about being in this, uh, this body and on this planet that's, on fire and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. We all, we all complain about that at some point, but like, but at the end of the day, we're in this body and we've been given these physical senses and we've been given these intuitive senses to just, to be investigators and to be creators, you know? So beliefs, that's just fantasy and that's fun. You know, that's great for entertainment, you know, and, and making art maybe, but, but when it talks about like embodying, like living and breathing, you know, truth, yeah, go out there and let's let's get our hands dirty and let's let's get into life and let's you know if we believe in loving awareness and all the things that that brings to life like let's go give it life in the world. Yeah, you know let's not just talk about it. Let's go be it and share it. You know, so mm. I would invite people into the the spiritual experience much less than having spiritual beliefs. You know, that's what I want to. That's Lately. what I would leave us with. Yeah, that is beautiful. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for having me. This has been awesome. Thank you. Great conversation, man. Yeah, it has been fun, hasn't it? Yeah, always good. All right, my friend, have a great holiday weekend, okay? Thank you, you too. Thank you again for listening to the Something Super Spiritual Podcast. If you know someone who would enjoy this episode, please do share it with a friend. For show notes, links, and to purchase a mediumship reading, my website is somethingsuperspiritual.com. You can also easily subscribe and follow the show on your favorite app, sign up for my newsletter for bonus content, and to keep the conversation going, you can easily join the Facebook community. It's all right there at the website, somethingsuperspiritual.com. Signing off for now, namaste. Namaste.